us closer to mortal. Do we know that? What does your heart tell you? To the show. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. Ah, oh. <laughs> this movie or these movies, we should say. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is. Um, I love these. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got to this. Yeah, I didn't think we ever would, but here we are. Uh, this is gonna be a fun one, everybody. All you listeners out there, my name is Pete, and I'm Scott, and, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes, you get just us today. Yeah, no guest. Just us. No mm-hmm. guest. <laughs> we had a lot of fun guests in the show. We will be having some great returning guests, some new course, guests. Yeah. But yeah, Absolutely. just us today discussing mm. The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, released December 17th, 2003, directed by Peter Jackson. And of course, written by Fran Walsh, Peter Jackson, and Philippa Boynes. Yes, indeed. You got to mention those two. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, these scripts... Like, Integral to the success of these movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Lord, we had to get to this movie, and it had to be Return of the King. A, mm-hmm. because it's the culmination of the series. But, sure. But uh, second, just because it's like, I mean, let's be real. They get Gay Hobbit married on that mountain. We'll get into it. Into this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Marion and Pippin are pretty much just in a domestic partnership all throughout. <laughs> Yes. Uh, although, towards the end of this movie, Pippin does tell Mary, uh, much like Chunk to Sloth, you're coming home to live with me now. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. Uh, as if Mary's been, like, maimed or disfigured. We'll get to that. But... um yeah, there's uh, there's a, there's a lot of Hobbit love. There's a lot of there's a lot of man Hobbit love in this movie. And uh, I, I mean, love a it. tale I of love it. male friendships in the company of men, pretty much like an adult male video. An adult male video. Um, oh, a, a man on man adult video. Yes. Is that what mm-hmm. you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay, I was trying to make a joke there. <laughs> got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, if it just on paper, yes, that's what it reads like. I mean, for, for forget the fact that it was, you know. 
written at a time where women were best seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there are... No black people in this movie. (laughs) Three three ladies in Mm -hmm. all three of the movies... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, people, I mean, granted, you know, this opens up a whole new can of worms, and I think about this every time I watch Lord of the Rings, which is often, uh, this thing of just, like, if you're not super familiar with the source material, Mm -hmm. and you come to Lord of the Rings because, oh, it's the biggest, you know... Biggest movie of all time! time, We've got to watch Lord of the Rings, are you just like, what in the hell is this Mm -hmm. because i don't know it's not like i mean that was pretty much the podcast newcomers that was that was lauren and nicole's reaction to all of these movies yeah yeah because it's not like fairy tales it's not like oh it's like cinderella or and it's weird because you know it's it's not set on earth but if you ask like pure tolkien like scholars, they'll say, well, technically. Well, it's Middle Earth. It, it is. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. I don't think it's like, it's not like another planet. It's not like Game of Thrones, which really is not on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think theoretically, when you get down to brass tacks, it's the whole thing of Middle Earth. It's like this prehistory or this middle history mm-hmm. that was lost and, and all that. But it is a, a Europe. And. Allegory. Of, of fiction. Isn't that what they call like allegory? An allegory. Yes. Yes. An allegory for World War One. I feel like Professor Tolkien would have a lot to say about that as well. I oh. think that he very much Oh, was, would she uh, take issue of that? Uh, yes, I think Professor Tolkien would very much uh not agree that it is an allegory for, for his experiences in, in World War One, nor is it an allegory for the coming you know, uh, you it's know, what, of World War Two. What my stepdad always told me when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, and and it's 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 very uh, easy to draw those conclusions. I mean, it probably is the truth, but I think he just didn't want to be like, no, it's not that easy. I made mm-hmm. it. I just this all came from my whimsy, and my. And He's like my fantasy. You know, I know that World War Two just happened, but it's not that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just thought it was, you know, or tried to tell people that it was a little bit more than that. Eh, that's not what we're here to discuss anyway. No. But, you know, uh, suffice it to say that I uh, have a long history with Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was given the books by my stepfather when I was in high school, and he said, read these. Mm-hmm. Read them all. Do you still have your old paperbacks? They fell apart. I think I have a couple of them because they were gyms. They were my mm-hmm. stepdad's paperbacks from when he was the, a young man from the seventies when yeah. he was in high school, and those were the ones that I read when I was in high school, and they kind of fell apart. I also remember, as a very young child, um, having my younger brother being a baby and my mom getting movies for us and saying, "Watch this because I've got to take care of your brother, and I need you to do shut up." <laughs> and stay out of my hair for a while, so watch this movie. And I specifically remember her putting on The Hobbit. Oh, the Rankin Bass Hobbit. The Rankin Bass so cool. Hobbit. And my sister and I just being like, what is this? Like, because mm-hmm. even as kids, I think we just had this thing where we're like, oh, well, Snow White is Snow White. Mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty is Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. What is The Hobbit? Like, we were just like, what is this? So I always have a bit of a chip on my shoulder about a book like The Hobbit. And I think that it comes from 
when I was in grade school and I was surrounded by a lot of smart kids, like really, really smart kids. <laughs> uh, and while I was reading probably like Beverly Cleary or like Hank the Cowdog, right. they were reading books like The Hobbit. And I always knew that's a smart kid book. I don't think I can handle that. They didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beverly Cleary is not for the faint of heart either. There's, mm-hmm. you know, those those are those are those are decent chapter books. Yeah, it's like two hundred pages. Guess I, I mean, actually, maybe I wasn't reading like Beverly Cleary. It would be more like Goosebumps. Still, mm-hmm. Goosebumps aren't you know still. Uh, but yeah, I know I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hobbit was released in the 30s, the 40s, the 30s, late 30s, early 40s. When The Hobbit was released, it was classified as, as a, a children's, children's book. book. Yes, that is a crazy ass show. As an adult, it is like quite. The Undertaking to read The Hobbit. I mean, I loved me some Chronicles of Narnia, just the first book. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my I remember my mom putting on the animated Hobbit and just being like, this is wild. What is this? The animation yeah. style looks so different. It just looked completely unlike anything mm-hmm. Disney. You know, this is right about the time my brother's born in 86. is right about the time that, you know, Land Before Time and all that mm-hmm. are starting to come out. So we're getting competing animation studios mm-hmm. we had seen um we had seen uh mrs Fr- the secret of nim yeah you know, we had all seen, of the we had even seen the last unicorn because all for of a the dom blue stuff we had hbo and we saw mm-hmm. the last unicorn and we thought that was insane we were like this is animation but it's like not for kids you know and then seeing the hobbit we we're just like this is crazy now didn't we look up the Rankin Bass Hobbit, and mm-hmm. then it aired like the day after you were born. It aired, uh, th- yeah, it aired very shortly after I was born, yes, mm-hmm. or before. It aired Thanksgiving, nineteen seventy-seven. Not to date you on the podcast. And I was or born a Saturday after Thanksgiving, nineteen. That's cool, though. Yes. So it, was, it, it first aired on television. It was a TV movie, and then yeah, when my stepfather gave me the books, I was just like, okay, read them. I, I didn't finish them in high school. I read them. Um, and then the movie series came around and I was just like, how are they going to do this? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. There's no way. Uh, my stepfather also had, um, a big hardback book of the making of the Rankin Bass Hobbit. Oh, wow. Uh, and he also has, damn, is that, is that, it's probably in the closet in Melinda's house. Jim Melinda's garage or something. Probably, yeah. I love that book. You have to track that shit down. Mm-hmm. And um, he also had a book of illustrations by the brothers Hildebrandt, who were very 70s, almost like Frank Frazetta, kind of like – they did a lot of like uh, sword and sorcery, like uh, pulp fiction novel covers. Sure. They did like calendars, you know, big titty ladies, and they did a lot of Tolkien art in the 70s. It's very 70s blacklight poster-ish, you know. And he had a big book of their stuff. And um, I was fascinated by that. And I think it was all of their Tolkien stuff in like a bound book or a calendar or something that he had. And I was very fascinated by that. And, um, you know, the movies come out and it reignited my kind of Mm – interest in it and then when i reread the books right before the movies came out that's when i was like okay there's a lot of really interesting stuff here with you're the, getting like, invested yeah and the stuff with you know with the friendships between these men you know the yeah. men folk in in these books and and how they kind of treat each- and it's that thing that 
you know, we all have these like Instagram pages that we follow, Instagram accounts that we follow that'll just give like weird uh, pictures without any context, like gays in history. Yeah, yeah. And I know, ex- of, I know exactly you know what, what you're going what you're going for. Yeah. And they'll have like two dudes like holding hands or like their mm-hmm. arms around each other, and they're like, "Oh, they were in love, but it was a secret." And it's like they were just in the military. Like that's kind of how the military was. Yeah, like, I mean, it's kind. I know exactly 40s. what you're talking about. It's like Tolkien drawing on his time in World War One mm-hmm. and just sort of. The close companionships with men in times of war. Yeah. Getting close to a soldier sort of yeah. helped you from going crazy on the battlefield. Absolutely. And you just sort of, you just sort of had to form these very tight bonds very with these. Bonds, yes. I mean, World War One and World War Two, like pretty much children going yeah. to war. Yeah. Most of them had probably lied about their age. Yeah. 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And they just became very, very close with another. Yeah. In World War Two, there was a whole like buddy system that 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 the U.S. military kind of like instilled in the army of them to like buddy up and like to look out for each other and all that. And they just you know, um, so that's a whole other episode. But it is, I mean, it's we have very a great fascinating. we have a great coffee table book on that called My Buddy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, it's just a very fascinating read on male like friendship and male platonic love, you know, male intimacy. Also probably very uh, interesting. Tolkien, when he was a young man, probably spent his fair share of time in British boarding schools that were probably all male. So I probably just became very close with a lot of his classmates. Well, I think also higher education at the Mm -hmm. time was probably still, you know, going to, I think they all went to Oxford, him and C.S. Lewis and, and all of them, I'm th- pretty sure it was Oxford, where they all um, – don't think it was Cambridge, um, where they all went to college and they, they became chummy and they had their, like, little, like, reading book club society where they met at the, like, the stuck pig or the the bleeding ox or whatever bar. It was the eagle and child. Oh, I remember. It was the eagle and child. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, do you want to hear a little bit about my introduction to these – to this property. Yes, please. So, me. I mean, I definitely remember stumbling on to the Rankin-Bass Hobbit on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, there was they something. They showed it on the Disney Channel? They showed it on the Disney Channel. Cute. Love and it. there was something about how they marketed it. And when I would sort of dip in and out of it, yeah. it was just a little too weird for yeah. eight-year-old Scott. Yeah. That yeah. this really isn't for me. I mean, it's a movie now that I, I'll, I'll fucking watch it right now. Yes. Like, I love, I love the Rankin-Bass. Yeah. Animated hobby. That like hippy dippy like score. Like it's like it's not like Harry Nilsson, but it's like some, you know Maybe it is Harry Nilsson, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's just a super hippie score. I love it. And also sort of my relationship with the Hobbit was that's a smart kid book. Right. I can't read that. Yeah. Just because I'm not that strong of a reader. (laughs) And I feel like it took me until high school to figure out like, no, this I can read this book. Yeah. Like, I don't need to develop a complex about no, like, yeah, children's it's, literature. It's not War and Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember when these movies were announced mm-hmm. that I think that I sort of just knew Lord of the Rings. Like, I think I had just heard of it, but I yeah. wasn't super familiar with it. Right, right. And I remember my stepbrother coming home from college from University of Montana, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about movies, and he's like, wow, I'm really excited for... The Lord of the Rings movies. They're film they just finished shooting them. Yeah. And I think at that time it was early two thousand one or late two thousand and they were going to be out December of two thousand one. And he's just like, 
I can't wait for these movies. And they cast Elijah Wood as the Hobbit. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how they're like, see how they're going to do that. Yeah. And then I just kind of did a little more research, asked my stepdad about the books because my stepdad is super smart. Oh, and sure. Very well read. Oh, sure. Don's going to know. Don's going to know all everything about he needs to know about. <laughs> I mean, read them in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. When he was like going to school at Berkeley or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, like you should read them. They're really good. Um, so my mom for Christmas got me a leather bound set of all of them. Yeah. So I got the whole thing in one go, like teeny print. Is it one big giant book? It's one like giant mine? book. Okay. I'll have to go when I'm back in Montana next time. I'll have to go in my old room to see if they're Does on. It, is it one of the ones on the bookshelf from the movie? Like the tie in like mine? Is? No. Oh, okay. They were like Pre. a nice Pre. set. Okay. I mean, it was probably like a $50 book. Because it's like a nice leather-bound edition. Okay. And I read them all throughout 2001. I remember taking the book to Alaska with me Mm -hmm. when my dad and I drove through Canada and took the ferry from Prince Rupert Mm -hmm. to Prince of Wales Island. And I read most of Fellowship on that trip. And just sort of... I worked through the books. It took me a while. Takes a minute. Like it the, took and the, me mm, a hot minute to get through those. Fellowship books. in particular takes a long time to get. And through. I want to say when the movie came out in December of two thousand one, yeah. I had just finished or was going to finish Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Like it took me that long from yeah. like July to December yeah. to finish the whole book. Listeners, if you have not read them, it's. Each book, it's not like Game of Thrones. They're not 800-page books. They're not that long. But the thing about The Fellowship of the Ring is that it's written in a completely different yeah. style as the other it's two. It's the most laborious to read of all of the yeah. books. The, the exposition at the beginning is crazy. It feels very different than the rest. I mean, um, it's one thing that I have to really tip my hat at Peter Jackson and his <laughs> yeah. writers is that they really condense fellowship in particular, in particular yeah. to make it very digestible and make yeah. it have a little bit more urgency than it does on the page. Totally. And I know that some like purists will read me to filth, but I think it's true though. You can't film no. the fellowship of the ring. There's a reason why Tom Bombadil was cut. <laughs> yes. Is that it steps <laughs> yeah, the it's it, it stops the book dead in its yeah, tracks. Totally. And then I kind of work through the books from kind of my junior to senior year. Uh-huh. And these movies came out when I was a sophomore, junior, senior. So all of these movies chronicle when I went to high school. Right. And I think that's what's so cool about yeah. revisiting them is because I remember talking about them with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge deal. We were just talking oh, about when it Huge ent- deal. What, at the end of Fellowship, I walked out of the movie, not Fellowship, at the end of Return of the King, I walked out of the movie with Damien and Laurie, and I was just like, what the hell am I going to do next year? Mm-hmm. Like, it's done? It's, it's over? I remember when I first <laughs> no, saw no Fellowship, I remember I was so jealous of other classmates that got to skip school and drive to, like, Billings or Great Falls with Got to skip school or, got, did, or did they ditch? But, I mean, I think that they, like... They got like a pass. I mean, they like their parents took them out of school essentially wow. to go on a shopping trip to the big city and wow. go to the movie. Oh my god! And I remember being so fucking jealous. I mean, yeah, that. that's crazy. And they I probably got to have McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> my day. my grandma bought me a making of book. I still have it's it. It's right there. It's right there. I think it's right there. 
my grandma bought me a making oh, no, it's book <laughs> of Fellowship of the Ring mm-hmm. on Christmas. Because yeah. also, by the way, for Christmas, I got like exclusively Lord of the Rings shit nice. when I was in high school to get me like yeah. stoked for the movie. Yeah. I remember she got me a book on the making of the movie and I still had not seen it. Nice. And I think I read it from cover to cover yeah. without having seen Fellowship. I read the book, so I knew it wasn't any spoilers. Right, 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 right. And then we ended up going on a shopping trip during winter break to Billings. And my mom and my sister just dropped me off. Go to this movie. I just went to it by myself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a mom and sister kind of movie. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. They're They're... They're not really boy movies because I know plenty of girls that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. love I was, these movies. I was going to yeah. say, there's a lot of, you know, Lord of the Rings has a lot of female fans. But it is one of those things, much like, you know, Star Wars, they don't quite pass the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I mean, especially especially a, a series like these three movies. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I do have to give them credit. Like, they did try. Yeah. Of when they could. Of we have to work in Kate Blanchett and Liv Tyler any moment that we... Have a little space. They squeezed in the a lot out of those two characters. They're in all three of those yeah, damn movies. Yeah, yeah, even when they were not mm-hmm. present at all in the books. But yeah, they got they had to get a love story in there, shoehorn it in somehow. And the other <laughs> thing, kind of in relation to our show, mm-hmm. movies that made us gay. Mm-hmm. I remember just seeing all of the images of these menses. Oh my goodness, great! I mean, Viggo Mortensen. I feel like I was familiar with from. I think like a walk on the moon, sure. Where he has like a love scene with Diane Lane, sure. Um, <laughs> and I think that he's in a perfect murder, right? With Gwyneth, right? So I was familiar with him, super dreamy, and I mean, I don't think we've ever actually talked about Orlando Bloom on the podcast, probably. But not. I feel like Orlando Bloom was every teenage boy's gay type. Uh- Orlando Bloom was definitely and you're just like who sexual awakening like who is this beautiful this wig man that they found in this beautiful (laughs) blonde wig this wig and these tights can't clock a lace front on that wig when you watch Return of the King no and you get those beautiful like close ups of his eyes too you know it was one of those things that we went we all walked out of that movie and we're like who was that guy and you know again this is again this is uh 2001 the early aughts yep 2001 mm-hmm. we don't have imdb you can't like track down his instagram no none of that shit I, and you remember being shocked when you found out that he had brown curly hair yeah mhm yeah no take off that that take off that link wig mm-hmm. and he just says short brown hair and it's just like all right and brown eyes legolas was a character that I feel like I still had, like, Christmas Elf in my mind when reading the books <laughs> when I was young. That I kept going for, like, sure. Santa's Little Helper. Right. But, I mean... Or the Happy Little Elves. Yeah. Like, Happy Little Elves from The yeah. Simpsons. And I don't think I was envisioning a man right. that beautiful being Douglas. <laughs> well, to me, you know, I remember seeing the poster for The Fellowship the very first time I saw the poster at the movie theater. And it was the two statues, you know, the uh, the Watchers mm-hmm. with their hands out and um, the realm of Gondor. And I and feel like teeny, teeny and I feel like when I saw that poster, I'm just like, I don't remember that part from the book. Yeah. And a little boat at the bottom. And I'm just like, what is this? Maybe I, the rings. Maybe I just wasn't reading close. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they going to do that? And then I look at the poster. I go, Elijah Wood? 
Yeah. Sean Astin? What the mm-hmm. hell? And then I start thinking about the Rankin Bass animated Hobbit. Because they're pretty much and animated like they're like little, little people. Not, not even that different. They're like the purport they're just yeah. like a little round like yeah, they don't look like scaled down average size people, right? And I'm thinking they're not I don't know, they're not going to do like they're not going to do little people like like Willow, mm-hmm. you know? Um so I'm wondering how are they going to do this? Uh then things start coming out. I remember uh on KTLA here there was a like lead up to the premiere. There was a big like Entertainment Tonight all about Lord of the Rings. Uh, I remember when the trailer dropped on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. And I was just like, holy cow. This is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do this with the scale and the size and all that stuff? But yeah, I mean, even Elijah Wood was like so cute. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, all right. Sean Astin, I'm here to tell you. Very outside of the box casting that I think that Peter yeah. Jackson probably really had to go to bat for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but he had worked with John Aston in The Frighteners. Mm-hmm. So yep. that could have very well been a connection there. A lot of people were thinking that Michael J. Fox was going to be in here somewhere. And I because think that the he's even said like on the books that when they were first conceiving it, mm-hmm. that was the idea. And then medical stuff that yeah. wasn't going to work out. I mean, when you really get down to it. Michael J. Fox in the early 2000s, definitely closer in age to Frodo Baggins Mm -hmm. uh, in the books. You would have to completely uh, cast all of the other hobbits differently, too. Age them up, Mm -hmm. yeah. Ever since I was seven years old and saw the Goonies in the theater, I've been in love with Sean Astin. Oh, we were just watching it last night, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ever since I was seven years old, I just... I loved Mikey Walsh. I just... I've loved Sean Astin ever since then, and I was so happy that he was in this. I think I was more into Mikey's brother. Brand. I mean, Brand. Josh Brolin, get mm-hmm. out of here. What are you going to – yeah. Brand but, is uh, all of our types. <laughs> yeah, he's everybody's type. But to me, it's just uh, all about Mikey all the way. And then, you know, Elijah, just super cute, but he was still like this kid actor. Then I go and I see the movies, and I get introduced to uh, one Mr. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. Dominic Monaghan, it's always been your type. I had. You were a Charlie fan from the Lost. Biggest, hugest thing for Dom Monaghan for years. Oh, man. And pre social media, pre Instagram, pre all that stuff. So it's just Google image searches, things like that. You know, um, it wasn't so easy back then to find out who these people were, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it launched a lot of careers. And I mean, they got Liv Tyler at a really good yeah. time of her career because yeah. she would have been cast following Armageddon. Yeah. And everybody yeah. remembers that, like, her and Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of that, like, Steven Tyler's daughter is the romantic love interest of Ben Affleck in the mm-hmm. Asteroid movie. Mm-hmm. So big <laughs> get for her. I remember being very invested of Kate Blanchett's climb to the A-list in 2001, too, right, right, right. because she made, like, five movies and... It was all yeah, building up. A lot of movies. It was <laughs> all building up to fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember just like being floored by the f- when I first saw that character in the teaser. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, she is uh, as Galadriel in the Fellowship. She is like stunning, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. She is the moment. All the Lothlorien scenes are my favorite in Fellowship, too. Well, I mean, uh, we got a comment from our Instagram uh, follower, Castle Gay Skull. Shout out, Castle Gay Skull. We love your work. 
the gayest part of the trilogy has always been you have entered the realm of the Lady of the Wood. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and then the elven go-go boys descend from the trees to dance worship Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scene is – I would live there. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Living up in a tree? I would live in Lothlorien in the trees with, with the elf boys. All the elves with walking these like, around, long – Walking around barefoot with Gladriel. With your laid wig. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, if you want to talk about laid wig, <laughs> I mean Saruman. <laughs> Just looking like fucking shares believe up Chris, here. Christopher Lee is working this wig. He's got hairography. I mean, shit. The thing is, you know, when you get down to it, I remember at the time just being with friends, going like, oh, like if we lived in Middle Earth, like what? what Where would you live and what, why? What race would you be? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I would just be a Hobbit. I mean, I enjoy multiple meals per day, mm-hmm. digging in the dirt and. Wearing loose clothing. I've always fancied myself an <laughs> elf, but from uh, where Legolas is from, mm-hmm. the Mirkwood elves. The Mirkwood elves. They're yeah. a little saltier. The Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think I, ju- I think I just be a hobbit. I like wearing- I like go- going around barefoot all the time. I grew up drinking like, beer. I also grew up shooting a bow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for boats. <laughs> so... I think, yeah, Hobbit Hobbit life for me. Second breakfast all the way. Um, I've got curly hair. So, uh, I mean, I would have loved to have uh, lived among the the elves. I would have been as fascinated with elves as as Samwise. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, those first movies were just, like, kind of game changer for, like, blockbusters at the time. And it was really fun of when Fellowship ended that, I mean, you didn't know what those other two movies were going to look like. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I was, I had just started The Two Towers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, how are they going to do the spider scene? Is it going to yeah. be in the next movie? Yeah. And you just had to wait. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't, I, I mean, I feel like now there's so much production. There was only a year in between, though. Yeah. In between the movies. Mm-hmm. Because they, Peter Jackson, genius, he did what a lot of directors don't do, is that, I mean, he got it right what, like, almost put Bob Zemeckis in an early grave Mm -hmm. was he just shot everything, just shot it all, had all the footage in the can. And then went then went in and started doing the post on the first movie, finished it, released it. Yeah. Then went in and started doing the post on the second movie, finished it, released it. And I mean, barring the the pickup shots. And and then like the Wachowskis did the same thing when they did the two matrix sequels. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those were released even closer together. Yeah. But the Lord of the Rings that we had a year in between. Were they always released in the holidays? Christmas? Always in December. Always in December. Yeah. Um, always around either the, the 17th or the 19th of December. And then we had our theatrical release DVDs, which mm-hmm. I bought. Same. And the I remember. I remember my grandma dropping me off at our local Albertsons, and I bought the DVD. For fellowship? For fellowship, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our oh, the fellowship or the the DVD extended edition. Oh my gosh! And us being like media heads, oh I got those movies every year for Christmas. I yeah. knew that my grandma was going to get them for me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got them every year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I bought myself the theatrical, knowing that Santa, I mean these fucking movies. Santa was going to get me the so many 
fucking copies of this movie. <laughs> the only thing I'm shocked we do not have is, is, a VHS. A, is a VHS of all of them. I didn't bother at the time. I was just like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. My DVD player is superior. I mean, I need to just pick it up when we go to Out of the Closet. My DVD player is superior. I'll never watch this on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, we have all of the DVDs. We talk about the golden age of the special edition oh, DVD. Yeah. This is the culmination. This is... This is, like, the holy grail the, of, like, The Library materials. of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. This is the, yeah, the Goliath of Rhodes of the DVD special edition. This is... I mean, Peter knows what the people want. Mm-hmm. Shit, they they chronicled every damn minute of the making of these yeah. movies, and they included it. And you know what? I watched it all. Oh, all of it. Listen to every commentary. I mean, of these three hour plus, movies. we're such dorks that we've seen <laughs> all of the bonus content for the Hobbit movies. Yeah, and I know that the Hobbit movies are generally not very liked. Yeah, but we still kind of ride yeah. for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're fun. But we're going back to Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so these movies, they gave us all that. So it was like everything that we wanted to. We were like the right age at the time for it to come out and just mm-hmm. consume all this media and just be obsessed with it. And um, these movies are just a little bit more hopeful than something like Game of Thrones. And you know, what's kind of interesting, I was I think. thinking today, I mean, I don't have any like eloquent, like massage, like Michelle. Eloquence. Eloquence words <laughs> for this. I don't have any el- uh, like eloquent. Like, can't even say it. Elegant words for what I'm saying, but I think a lot of the the just the grand reception of these movies Mm -hmm. with the public, Mm -hmm. I think, sort of has to do with the world after something like 9/11. Yeah, of just sort of wanting to go to a movie about good versus evil. Yeah, and just seeing all of those themes on screen. Yeah, it was just sort of cathartic for everyone at that moment. Yeah. And especially movies that everybody was talking about at the time. Yeah, I think so. And I think for a a property that can have such a what-the-fuck factor Mm -hmm. to it, to somebody who's not familiar with the books or just going and saying, it's fantasy, whatever, it's fantasy. There's there's wizards and there's tiny people. There's elves. There's there's talk about a dragon somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, there's elves. Giant trees. Walk in the snow, talk to trees, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I think, like you said about the writing, it's kind of delivered to you. It makes it very accessible. That's a little bit more palatable. It was something that I think that Denis, when he made Dune, was very successful with too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, so obviously we are fans. So, I mean, I feel like we've been talking a lot about fellowship because fellowship is probably my personal. That's your gateway. That's your gateway. It's the gateway. I think it's the most fun of the three movies Uh it's the most episodic you get Mm -hmm. like all of the big set pieces in it you get rivendell you get lothlorien you get moria you get like the big the big ending fight sequence um i do not revisit return of the king as much and that is the episode and that is the movie that we are covering today well the last half of return of the king is very melancholy Mm -hmm. you know it's uh, deals with with um loss and mm-hmm. you know and th- endings and and all of that new beginnings and things and and so it's it's kind of kind of sad it's kind of a downer when you watch the last part it's a lot of crying last mm-hmm. few minutes of the movie 
from the characters and maybe me. But um, so, yeah, it's it's, you know, it's not as like, you know, let's just put something on. But there's some great action scenes yeah. in this movie. Some really good, uh, really good action stuff in this movie. Uh, but, you know, like we said, um, yeah, and another friend of ours posted on our um, Instagram, on our sneak peek Instagram, our friend Janelle, that uh, their love went deeper than any love story there ever was. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> Frodo and Sam on the side of this mountain, bitch. Oh, yeah. These two. I love it. I can't, like, uh, so good, the two of them together. He'll gladly carry <laughs> Frodo's load any day. <laughs> oh, share the load. <laughs> so what are your memories of Return of the King in particular mm-hmm. when it came out? Mm-hmm. Do you remember, like, where you were when you saw it? I feel or like, where you were with? I feel like we saw it somewhere in Orange County because I know uh, I saw it with Damien and Lori, my friends. Shout out to Damien and Lori. And... Um, I'm pretty sure it was in Orange County. I we I think it was the same theater that we saw Brokeback Mountain. Um Yeah, I just remember having this feeling afterwards and I felt the same way when I finished reading the books. When it's over, you're just like, well, that's it. And then you pick up the Cimmerillion and you're Does like, it? nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm okay. <laughs> You know, I I finished it and I get this feeling of just like, I'm glad I read it and I'm so happy that I just got to the end of this journey with my friends Mm -hmm. and there's no more of it. And I just had this feeling of, like you said, every year for Christmas, we got that special edition. You know, we knew that every year for Christmas, we're getting the new movie. Three years of our lives, we had this story and these people and these characters And it ended, and it ended in such a way that was, like, I thought well done. You know, it it turned into one of those things. And I feel like the endings of things, sometimes if they're really, really good, if it doesn't end in the exact perfect way that people want, then I think, I mean, this movie has, the endings of this movie has been memed to death. But if Instagram and Twitter were around in 2004, Mm -hmm. 2003, 2003. Twitter was probably around. No. Um, it was not. They would have been memed to death because the endings were many, multiple. But still, I st- I just had that feeling of like, that was so good and I'm so sad. Were you like those people after they walked out of Avatar, they got all depressed? <laughs> I- that they could never live in the world of... Of the Navi. You know, I didn't want to live in Middle Earth because I didn't want to have to, you know... Fight. Yeah, De- it would be, it would be nice to have running water and electricity. <laughs> yeah, toilets. I like toilets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I like a, sh- a hot shower. I mean, I know they have like bars. They've got taverns and things like that. But, you know, some of the necessities of home. They don't have iPhones. Um, but, yeah, I definitely had. I think that was the biggest thing that stuck out for me was mm-hmm. just that feeling of like, oh, I mean, definitely over. not something that you experience with Marvel movies now. Because that is the, that is a... That is a dragon that is eating its own tail. <laughs> of that, there are always Marvel movies coming out. And, yes, and but the, you never get a final. But Endgame definitely felt like a an ending because it was those characters. Yes. Now we're branching off into like different characters, but it's like these guys were done with. 
I know what you're saying. It's still, we got TV series and all that stuff. So I remember when Return of the King came out, Mm -hmm. our entire high school went to the midnight premiere of this movie at the Judith. At a time where it was a big deal that they got this movie opening day. Yeah. That all of us on Thursday night knew that we had to get up for school at 7 a.m. We didn't (laughs) fucking care. We all went to go see Return of the King at midnight. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to say, like, teachers were there. I think that my friend Dan, who was, like, <laughs> vice president at the time, like, announced it on the morning announcements that we're all going to the movie. I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, they it can't was, stop you from going to the movie. It was, like, on your spare the time. entire school yeah. went to the midnight premiere. <laughs> Did they even do that for Marvel movies, do you think? No. <laughs> you go to, like, Thursday night at, like, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. Mm-hmm. How many seats is in the, is in this is in this auditorium? Judith is pretty big. Your whole school, though. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> well, your entire school did did fit into one classroom. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a little house neighbor. Your vice president was a pig. Um, I mean, vice principal. Uh, just like in Saint Olaf. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was a huge deal. The the entire. Three movies were a huge deal, and this was a big thing for it to end. This was the one that got all the Academy Awards. It was nominated and won all of its Oscars. It was nominated for 11, 11. and it won all of them. The only major category it was not nominated for was cinematography. (laughs) And it didn't didn't get any acting nominations. They only just got the Ian McKellen nomination. For Fellowship. For Fellowship, yep. It wasn't nominated for cinematography? It was not nominated for cinematography. It was iced out. Wow. And do you know who the winner was? It no, was I Master don't. and Commander, Far Side of the World. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how they managed to miss that nomination. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that cinematographer has since passed away. Andrew Lesney. Andrew Lesney. Yeah, yes, he did. remember he did the new Planet of the Apes movie. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like they hadn't really gotten... A bunch of awards for the other movies that were nominated, but this one was the one that they were just. It like, got some, but they were they were holding the big yeah, ones yeah. for the third movie. Yeah, best director, adapted screenplay. I'm sure. Yeah, best picture, mm-hmm. all of that. No acting nominations. I know Sean lobbied. Yeah, pretty hard for supporting. Should nomination. have should have made it in. Did not get it. Should have made it in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Saw some for for your consideration ads in the trades in the trades <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the showbiz trades but um he didn't he didn't get it in there but i mean he he's really in this movie i feel like the most of yeah the three he is the emotional like heart of the movie yeah 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 and of the three movies i feel yeah he gets mm-hmm. the most to do um in this one I always find myself wanting to go back to the Hobbits in this movie too. I know that like you always, you always feel yeah. that for Two Towers, but for me in particular, I always want to go back to both of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Their story is very like. I mean, it's the re- It's like the real story. That's what we're. That's mm-hmm. what we're there. They're to on see. the ascent tale of their journey. Yeah, yeah, and um, They've got, like, Gollum following them around. Oh, all that stuff with Gollum, like, climbing up that hill. Mm-hmm. Climbing up those that... Those steps, when we revisit it, <laughs> that, like, I see them crawling up those steps, and I'm just like, oh, hell no. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the side of this fucking 
I'm brick not wall. no damn Bear Grylls ass. <laughs> yeah, no. It is a wall, first of all. It is not a staircase. <laughs> what um what are they looking down? What are the what are the gates called? Minas Morgul. Mm-hmm. It's where the it's where the Witch King lives, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is the anti Minas Tirith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the men that sort of became corrupted by the ring. Yes. Right? They're okay. the, the yep. human kings. And they all they each got I don't remember how many rings the human kings. I think they got nine. Mm-hmm. Nine to mirror the fellowship. Yeah. Nine uh, rings. How gagged were you during that opening narration? By Kate, where she <laughs> says all of that, <laughs> and the, at the beginning uh, of the fellowship, and it opens with like a black screen and just Kate's voice, yeah, like dead, yeah, so uh, good, so good. Every it, choice okay. they made. If gay the Twitter right was around in two thousand one <laughs> through two thousand three, yes. like we would have lost our damn minds yeah. over how beautiful and fierce Kate is in this yeah. movie. I mean, how has there not been like a voguing Galadriel, mm-hmm. like out at a rave somewhere? <laughs> just yeah. doing de- doing death drops <laughs> with no shoes on like come on <laughs> i'm i if any drag queens out there come on i would love to see a vogue i mean i feel like voguing galadriel the lothlorien circuit party is going to be the one that you're going to want to go to <laughs> elves in booty shorts i mean mm-hmm. i'm here for it why not they're always wearing tunics just no pants underneath <laughs> they all got that just braiding each other's hair Okay, I, I know that we're talking about Return of the King, but I remember my best friend and I mm-hmm. that were reading the books at the same time, mm-hmm. we were obsessed with the line reading of her when she does her, I will become a queen. A queen! <laughs> and we were like looking up the line in the book, like, does she say it exactly like that? Kind of. She kind mm-hmm. of, it's the line, but she just, they just do this thing where it's like, okay, okay mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. yeah. It's team too much and I love it. <laughs> Well, we'll watch some French and Saunders versions of uh, of this afterwards. <laughs> I love in the French and Saunders version. Compare and contrast. All of the hobbits are, are little kids. Like actual children mm-hmm. just crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Galadriel is absolutely fierce. Uh, and I need to see Voguing Galadriel versus Voguing Hermione. Mm-hmm. And Death Drop, House Down Boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, not in this movie enough, Galadriel. Barely in it. Barely. Barely in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Legolista. Okay. So I love Legolas as, as a character. I love Orlando Bloom at the time. Skinny Orlando Bloom. Go back and watch the Hobbit movies and it's like 15... 18 years yeah. later, and he looks very different. They, they kind of give him the Barbara Walter filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, Orlando's a little bit more grizzled after all this time has yep. passed. He was a young mm-hmm. twink, and he's my age, you know? And he was in his early 20s when he was making these movies. He's like 40 now. It's like, sure, I'll go back and be a fucking elf again. All right. I mean, still looks great. I've seen those those naked paparazzi photos of Yeah, him. yeah. Absolutely. Like, but I think he on had... On the paddle boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Katy Perry gets to go clap those cheeks Ex- at night. Every mm-hmm. night. Uh, I just, I just think that he had. Um, who, who am I thinking of? Not uh, <laughs> from, just, uh, just take this newspaper and blot away that shine. <laughs> who is that? She does the chicken impressions. Um, she, she was the first queen to do tape. Oh, Miss Fame, Miss Fame. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. 
Okay. I think we're, I think Legolas had Miss Fame doing his makeup in The Hobbit and pulling, snatching that face back with those uh, tape tabs. Joan Crawford style. I can see absolutely, that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, um, you know, in, the, in these movies, he's in his early 20s. I mean, I like cute, to think that, like, Rivendell has, like, a spa. Well, Where they you have, know, like, full facial and, like, elf, like, lifts. Here's the thing. I think these elves are immortal, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think. I know. These elves are immortal. I think that because they are immortal, they just have so much time on their hands that they have these, like, elaborate hairstyles, very intense, you know, uh, uh, skincare regimes, regimes from which the radicals are trying to get free. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> they can have like wonderful skin, beautiful hair. I think eventually, you know, if if they never left Middle Earth, they would eventually have like, you know, the helicopter weave, you know, <laughs> with the working propellers. So because they got a lot of time. I want to go to where to I be. Mean, I where go are they to, be? I want to go to like the Mirkwood Hair Show. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to have dinner next week. Oh, Let's start doing my hair now. I mean, Why speaking not? of like the faggiest one of them all, Lee Pace <laughs> in The Hobbit with a full like crown. Yeah. I mean, the crown is everything. Mm-hmm. I would wear that just around the house if I could. They The, the noblecollection.com never uh, released the, uh, the Lee Pace crown. I can't think of that elf's name. Do you remember when Ian McKellen accidentally outed him when he was doing press for one of the Hobbit movies? <laughs> Bunch of queers on this movie. I know he's like, How it, many it's like, it's like me, Luke, Luke Evans, and Lee Pace, and I don't think Luke Evans and Lee Pace were officially out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? It's Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen helps out to you stay out. Mm-hmm. And they both did. I think Lee Pace says... Uh, is queer, which is mm-hmm. fine. Oh man! And then Luke Evans in the Desolation of Smog is giving me very like Treasure Island media <laughs> actor. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not mad at it. Go mm-hmm. watch The Hobbit. Yep. <laughs> Better movies than they than they're given credit for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some real like Treasure Island media looking dwarfs in that. Uh, Graham McTavish. As Dwalin, I'm looking mm-hmm. at you, uh, but uh, we digress. <laughs> All right, back to Return of the King. Back to Return of the King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what are, are some of your? Fa- I mean, we won't even bother to recap Return of the King because there's no point. What are your, some of your favorite <laughs> scenes of Return of the King? I mean, we talked about the, uh, the boys climbing up. Um, Great scene, climbing up that that mountain, and that's really that when you're wall. starting to see Gollum is really starting to fucking lose it. <laughs> like if you really thought like his argument with himself in the two towers was too much, like he is on the verge, yeah, bringing them up, bringing him up to like them both up to Shelob's lair. Yeah, yeah, that stuff with the spider is really cool. Love that scene. Um, I mean, yeah, all the all the action in front of Minas Tirith is just like a hour long, mm-hmm. like war. The scene. Witch King on that. Cool. I mean, the Witch King is, mean, is it like a cool. dragon? I don't know. They are fell beasts. Okay, sure. They are fell beasts, and they are just described in the book as winged fell creatures. And so in the Rankin-Bass Return of the King animated movie, uh, they are just black winged horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this, they decided to make them these crazy lizardy dragon snake mm-hmm. things. 
they look fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Yeah, they look fucking cool. I mean, I, I can just nerd out about, you know, so much of the, you know, the miniature work in this movie. The the effects are so fun. But, um, yeah, like you said, as all this is going on, you just kind of want to keep going back to Frodo and Sam. You know, mm-hmm. they have their little breakup moment at one point, and it's framed by Gollum, like – Cracking up the crumbs on Sam. And it's like, I mean, he took it. He ate it. Gollum lives for the drama. Uh, yes. Is he the drama? Oh, oh, is he the drama? I don't think he's the drama. <laughs> I think he's the drama. And he gets Sam uh, kicked off the island. Mm-hmm. They break up. Frodo's just like, go home. I'm pulling your lipstick. I'm pulling your lipstick, bitch. I'm sending myself home. I already won. Um, and he's like crying his way down the down the hill much like <laughs> much like Tobias Funke when he's like crying in the kitchen <laughs> with the with like the Charlie Brown music yeah. <laughs> yes yes Gollum stirring up some shit breaks up the family ah that scene sucks and he's like crying on his way down the hill and then he sees like crumpled up mm-hmm. cookies he's like that little, little that little bitch they're little danish cookies that mm-hmm. they got from from mama galadriel <laughs> in like in like a little tin yeah the little blue tin mm-hmm. at this point it's just filled with sewing supplies because they're out of cookies all of the spider scenes are really cool and mm-hmm. you get the um i mean it's a cut scene of the theatrical but you get galadriel's gift to frodo ah, yes. of the beautiful perfume bottle yes indeed mm-hmm. yes the bottle of Elizabeth Taylor's passion mm-hmm. that she hands over to him. Speaking of extended perfume commercials, <laughs> this movie, I mean, I love Liv Tyler, but whenever they cut to her, it is like something out of... Everything's in slow motion. Everything is in slow motion. Yeah. Shot like a Dior ad. She is selling us mm-hmm. some Egoist. Yeah. Evan Starr. <laughs> Available at yeah. Macy's everywhere. <laughs> Fine retailers. Yeah, and just like her scenes with Hugo Weaving of just like, I mean, this is when. She's just fainting. The entire movie, mm-hmm. all she does is faint. Dropping she just books. She in every scene. She just like. And these are the scenes that has if the you were to just casually walk into the living room when your significant other is into these movies, let's say that you're not into them, and you see a scene like this, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> when she, at some point, She's riding on her horse with uh with uh Brit Brit with yep. Brit from uh the um the two guys from New Zealand. Not Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. She's with Brit and she has this vision of her future son with Aragorn and she's like, I can't actually go to this boat mm-hmm. that is going to take me off into the sunset mm-hmm. i'm going home and brit is like late my lady what are you doing and she's like peace I mean, out that's when she grabs her lipstick I'm and leaving. She's, she's sending herself home yes she goes back she makes it to rivendell gets off her horse and as she like walks marches herself up to elrond mm-hmm. hugo weaving should have been david bowie oh yeah it, it should have been. i love <laughs> i love me some hugo weaving we stand queen uh, we we stand Priscilla, but yeah, it should have been David Bowie. Should have been David Bowie. Yeah, she tosses off her robes mm-hmm. like she's Aretha Franklin <laughs> at the Kennedy Center Honors with that fur <laughs> coat. Just like I don't need this. 
I'm dropping this. Still holding on her purse <laughs> on stage. <laughs> and walks her way up. And she's just like, what in the hell is going on on this day? I mean, like, meanwhile, <laughs> like, what is her dad doing all day? Just like, know. is there anybody with him? No, he's le- he left all the elves. He told them to mm-hmm. leave. That The men are going to war. This place is, like, on fire. And we are done. Yeah. Go. And I'm, I think he's just I'm there, going down with the ship. Yeah, to either go down with the ship or just to, like, mm-hmm. give one last little bit of help. I don't know. Just as long as the elves are still in Middle-earth, I think the men had a fighting chance. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick around. Tell me what you have seen. Ireland. You have the gift of foresight. What did you see? I looked into your future and I saw death. There is also life. You saw there was a child. You saw my son. That future is almost gone. But it is not lost. Nothing is certain. Some things are certain. If I leave him now, I will. So she comes back and is just like, no, we can't, like, leave them to, like, die. We've got to help. Does she talk about her vision that she had? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And all stuff that they made up for the movie. Kind I of. don't think this is in the book. Yeah. my. I mean, mm-hmm. the, even in the appendices, there's not really this all this much stuff going on. I mean, there. I feel like Arwen gets, like, a paragraph in Fellowship. But it, in the appendices, there's, like, a, a good chapter length. Yeah. Of their story um and is it in this movie where he tell where he's like i've seen your future and you get old Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's it or no no she she stays the same age and he gets old well no the only way she can stay is if she forsakens her elvishness and essentially becomes human but the other thing is that aragorn is a half elf and or like a quarter elf or something, and B, he's of the Dunedain, so he lives a very long time, and that is the heir of Asilador. Yes, right. And uh, it is established in the extended edition of the Two Towers that Aragorn is eighty years old. Looks great. Looks great. Mm-hmm. That yeah, Aragorn don't crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I assume that he probably lives to be, you know, what, 150? Mm-hmm. And she, and she, I think the vision was that, like, you're going to outlive him. Like, he's just yeah. going to get old and die, and you're just going to be the same. Much like uh, Bella and Edward, mm-hmm. when she has the dream of there her grandmother. Go. There you go. And uh, I think that's a new moon. Right, right. See the, the mm-hmm. similarities? Yep. Endless. Um, yeah, so she comes back and she convinces Elrond to re- reforge the sword, which is a departure from the books because in the books, Aragorn carries around the broken sword. Oh, with him. That's right. Mm-hmm. Carries it around the whole time. It's even in the Ralph Bakshi 
animated version. The sword that Aragorn uses, the tip is broken off. Mm-hmm. Can't really see it that much. We haven't even talked about the back. Oh my god, version. That is like, who needs acid? I only recommend that movie to people that I know are real big fans of the book. Yeah, just to just get the, <laughs> just to be fully rounded in all of the adaptations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or if you're just like a big fan of adult animation, adult from animation, the 70s, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, experimental film, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Worth the watch in that case. And if you're both, hey, mm-hmm. go find it. It's fun. <laughs> It's All the rotoscope wacky. is really cool in it. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Um, but, you know, we reforged the sword. There's some stuff in this movie with, like, the ghost pirates. Yeah. It's one of those things that they could have cut it, but I'm glad that it's in. Yeah. It's a fun scene. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 2003 was a big movie for... For ghost pirates. <laughs> for was a big year for ghost pirates. Yeah. I'm glad that they got to join in on the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, there's ghost pirates. There's actual pirates. Like Peter mm-hmm. Jackson's big cameo in this movie. He's like a weird like biker pirate on this like ship that gets mm-hmm. shot with an arrow. Um, I mean, it's all very... What's the, what's the medieval times like... Uh... <laughs> competitor in Buena Park. There's like a pirate adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just called pirate. Adventure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very that. Um, yeah. The big action sequences are crazy. There's like insane shit going on and like things that like maybe were going on at the same time in movies, but these movies just took so long to make that I think they're just like, fuck it. We'll just leave it in because they do the thing with the catapults and the camera following the big piece of rock coming from the catapult, mm-hmm. like in uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, sure. They do it with the bomb in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And they do it with the catapults in, in this movie. And I think they were just like, who cares? We're, we're leaving it in. We were planning that shot for Nobody like three years. Pearl Harbor. And who cares about Pearl Harbor? I know the pirates just gooped <laughs> yeah. us in summer of 03, yeah. but we're still keeping in our yeah, pirates. And we'll make them pirates. try to look as different as possible. Yeah, I think the thing in, in this movie is that they they used makeup appliances and like blended and used visual effects to like... Sometimes it's makeup. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a skeleton face. And in Pirates of the Caribbean, it's like all CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after you know, after the scary shit with the spider, like Frodo gets captured. Sam comes back to rescue him because he found. I love the caddy orcs. The breadcrumbs. Yes, I love the caddy orcs that that find them. Anytime the orcs just talk, <laughs> they're always just bitches. Mm-hmm. They're always just real bitchy. You know, they they probably all just have skin problems, mm-hmm. very itchy. Low, low, self-esteem. low self-esteem. They like to take it out on others. The clothes can't be comfortable. I mean, the amount of, like, buckles and, like, metal just, like, grinding into your body, you know. They've got, like, piercings all over their faces. It just can't be an uncomfortable life to be an orc mm-hmm. in Peter Jackson's Middle Earth. So, yeah, they're just not having a good time. And they are very, very bitchy with each other about after Frodo gets stung by the spider and Sam thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, no, no. He's alive. We're going to go and bring him back and we're going to eat him ourselves. Love that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam goes to rescue him in yeah. the tower. Mm-hmm. Like Rapunzel. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember when Sam goes to rescue Frodo. 
in the movie, Frodo is just wearing his pants. They took his shirt off. Uh, because underneath, they found that he had his, like, his, like, little diamond, his, like, bedazzled shirt. Yeah. That Bilbo gave him. So, they're like, oh, we've got a bedazzled shirt. Is it mithril? It's a mithril. Yeah. Yes, it's a mithril. See, I know. Chain mail shirt. And Sting is the sword that lights up whenever an orc is near. Yes. Is it called Sting? It's called Sting. Yep. Yes. Uh, and that is Bil- from the Hobbit. Bilbo named it Sting. Yes. Yep. Yes. The, one, the uh, Bilbo and the dwarfs stumbled upon the, um, the giants. Not giants. Trolls. Trolls. They stumbled upon the trolls Bilbo's, cave. Bilbo's trolls. Where they lived. Yes. And in the cave, they had uh, some booty. They had some riches, and they had a bunch of elf-made weapons. And the thing is, any sword that was forged by the elves will glow blue when there are orcs around. Does but it happen in any of the movies they with just, other elves? No, they just do it with, no? they just okay. do it with Sting. Because they think it would just be too much exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they found it there, and then it was Bilbo's sword for all of his exploits in The Hobbit, and then finally he gives it to Frodo with... The Mithril shirt. And in this scene, when he gets rescued by Sam, he's shirtless. And he says, like, oh, we got to find some clothes for you. It can't be traipsing around Mordor and not but your skin. Not <laughs> but your skin. But in the book, Frodo's butt-ass naked. Should have been in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was reading... Little Elijah. I was reading that there apparently there is a cut scene... Where they I'll make have to out? Look in my notes. Uh, Boyd and Monahan, who played Marion Pippin, make out. They said that there was an almost shot scene where uh, Mary and Pippin find themselves n- naked after falling from Treebeard and losing all their clothes. Why would they lose all their clothes out of falling out of? Apparently, tree there was a scene that they were going to shoot where they were going to be naked, and they did not film it. I don't understand where they how they lost their clothes. I mean, I. I, I wouldn't we'll, have minded. I guess we'll never know. I wouldn't have minded. Mm-hmm. Billy Boyd is kind of cute, too. I mean, I th- those characters just feel like they're in a domestic partnership <laughs> from the get-go. <laughs> of that, like, these two are a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our straight friends hanging out with us. Of that, like, <laughs> if you get one, you, you get the other one. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know what I do absolutely love about those two is that Billy Boyd and Don Monaghan are still... Very good friends today. They have a podcast that they do. Oh, I'd love that. Today. It's called The Friendship Onion. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's just them, you know, talking, being just friends. like chatting, yeah. like you're listening to a like a telephone conversation. They're, they're all over each other's socials, even before the podcast. The podcast has been around for about a year. Um, but even before that, they were just all over each other's socials. They're just yeah. really good friends. I love that. And they've remained friends all this time. I've just been really, really tight. Um, yeah, and I love it. I love just seeing them, like, still talk and, and hang out and everything. Um but yeah, I would have very much enjoyed a, a pillow fight. I mean, we kind of get a pillow fight at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, something like that. More nudity from from the boys is what I, is what yeah. I'm saying. Agreed is what I'm saying. But um, I mean, I also kind of want to see the um, the unofficial gay porn of both Gimli and <laughs> and or, Legolas and, and Legolas because I mean they have a very like. Um, Trying to think, they have a very like Spencer Tracy, <laughs> like Spencer and Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, like <laughs> back and forth about them. Does that make Legolas Catherine Hepburn? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, they have a kind of opposites attract. Yeah. Kind of a thing going on. I definitely want to see like their odd couple Middle Earth sitcom mm-hmm, where they have mm-hmm. to become roommates. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it. And I think dwarfs live for a long time too. Yeah. So, I mean, they could hang out for a couple hundred mm-hmm. years just like living in an apartment together. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love to see it. The uh, There's some really fun stuff when uh, Frodo and Sam are like in hiding, like traveling through Mordor, like getting away from all the like grumbly Man, orcs. those scenes of like when you actually see like Mount Doom. How far away it is. How far away it is. <laughs> and just like, it still looks really fucking that is far. so far. It's like, that's going to be a really long walk. <laughs> yeah. And I know that this is towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, we live in the foothills. As you get higher and higher, if you go straight up lake, it get like it's literally uphill. The yeah. whole way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the closer you get to the foothills, it would be you are literally going uphill. I mean, what is that like Mount Washington? Yeah. I mean, that would be us trying yeah. to get to the Just like walking. the lightning rod From like here thing no. on the top of Mount Washington. No. <laughs> Never. And there are streets that will take us there. And I you know, still won't do I it. always think of the Misty Mountains whenever when there's clouds. When there's clouds. Yeah. I always think of the Misty Mountains. Yeah. We do live in a beautiful mm-hmm. foothill uh area of the city and they're right the mountains are right behind us. Um yeah, I mean they've been walking this entire time. They've been walking for a year. You know. Yeah. It's like what are you going to do? Just and I walking. feel like the timeline in the movie is shorter than the books. Because the books are set, I mean, decades upon decades. Yeah. yeah. If you were to well, actually read the timeline of those books. I think once they leave... Uh, sure. No, you're once right. they, I mean, yeah. once they leave the Shire, and I feel like they stay in Rivendell for like a couple months. They do. They stay in Rivendell for a couple months. They stay with Goldberry for weeks. Yeah. Tom Bombadil and Goldberry they stay there for weeks. They stay in Rivendell. I mean, no months. urgency to actually no. get the shit done. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think they stay with Farmer Maggot for like three nights. They have a long weekend over there before they leave with Mary and Pippin. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So it's like to get, you know, to walk all the way across Mordor to get to the volcano. And they have to hide from the flaming vag eyeball the flaming vagina prison mm-hmm. prison spotlight yep chasing him dr evil style <laughs> the prison spotlight looks a little funny now yeah when you watch it you're like really it's, it's a like... it's, it's a little too literal <laughs> i understand why they made those artistic choices <laughs> yeah. though yeah yeah um they left something like that out of the hobbit because uh smog had something similar like with his eyes in the books smog has this way of like zeroing in with his eyes and they kind of tried to do it in the animated thing and it looks like a prison spotlight it's weird um yeah the 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 last few scenes though like we're getting to when they're like climbing this mountain and they're like professing their love for each other and oh like... so <laughs> listeners when pete and i got married back in 2016 <laughs> pete read a excerpt from return of the king i did do you remember what it was, Pete? I do. I do. Of course, mm-hmm. I remember what it was. Um, yeah, it's just that we. I think we've mentioned. It. I don't have the book here with me. It's in the other room, so I won't, I'm not going to go pick it up. 
But yeah, it's uh, and the thing is, I like in the middle of the ceremony, I whip out this book. Ray hands me my huge co- and it's my copy of it's all three books. It's the omnibus, mm-hmm. and it's from the movies, so it has like the picture on it and everything, and I have the bookmark in there. And yeah, it's uh, he, Sam, and he, he read me an excerpt of <laughs> Sam, like. Pretty much professing his love to Frodo. <laughs> uh, yeah, just saying that uh, you know, I, I know I can't, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you, and so we're going to be done with this. I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to carry you along. And uh, uh, when the like the Annie Lennox like <laughs> theme swells in the movie, yeah, it's just like not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and there's kind of a couple scenes like that, you know, where he's just like, okay, first he's going to – he picks up Frodo and he puts him on his back and he starts like walking up the hill. And, you know, then there's another scene where he's just like – oh, well, it's right before that where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, do you remember like the sky and beauty in the world and all that? And, and it's really when they start to realize – I mean both of them st- – I mean they've always been thinking it throughout yeah. this whole journey. Yeah, uh, It's when they really start to tell each other, you know – we're probably not we're fucking not making back. it. Yeah. We're not probably going to make it down this fucking hill. Yeah. On our way back. Yeah, so yeah. this could very well be our last moments with each other. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, because all throughout, like Sam's been saying stuff about like for the way home and like I'm bringing back like. We have, to, have- we have to save some labyrinth bread for yeah. the trip back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that and water and they're like in their little, you know, canteens and all that good stuff. But yeah, at this point they're just like, eh, there's no, we're not going back. Mm-hmm. Um, all the shit with Gollum when they finally do find like the gate to get in. Yeah. It's insane. Bites off his finger. <laughs> the amount of rocks that Gollum has, has had thrown at his head at this point. Yeah. It's like crazy. Definitely has some brain damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they are all taking it pretty good. They're all like getting thrown around in these rocks. But he bites off Frodo's invisible finger. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. Oh, that's right. He has the he has the ring on at this he point. Ring on and he's like he running it. around. Yeah, he jumps on Frodo's back as he's invisible, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, crazy, crazy shit." Um, but Gollum finally goes down like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of T two. Yeah. In the in the liquid hot magma, <laughs> I'm doing the not quite giving the thumbs up. I'm doing like the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, but it's that thing where you know the the ring corrupts and it corrupts the people that hold it. I remember and- reading this chapter and just being like, "There's still like over three hundred pages yeah. left of this damn book." <laughs> now I don't remember how the book is structured because they always group all of yeah, group Frodo together. and Sam stuff together, mm-hmm. and then all of all well, of the yeah. shit with Aragorn and and Legolas and Gimli and Legolas yeah. and Gimli. Which one is last? Is it? I don't remember. I yeah, want to say that do it. the Sam and Frodo stuff is first. It can't be because we get the gag with the mouth of Sauron coming out saying, like, I've got his shirt. Okay. He's dead. Yeah. And here's here's the proof. Mm-hmm. And he throws the Mithril shirt. Maybe they, they add in. just like, no. They must add it in later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth. They must. Yeah, they go back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking of two towers. Yeah. I think they go back and forth in, in Return of the King, I think. 
listeners, don't kill us. It's been a while <laughs> since either one of us have read these books. Whenever I re- read these books, mm-hmm. I usually make it to like – I. I read all of Fellowship, and then I begin Two yeah. Towers, and I don't finish it. Crap out. Here's the thing, also Fine. about being a young reader, that I would have like the, I would have the gumption to finish all of those <laughs> fucking books. I feel like now, yeah, I don't know if I was just picking them up, <laughs> if I could make it all the way through to the end. Yeah, yeah. I might just, I might just turn on the DVD. Yeah, it'd have to be like a really strong like New Year's resolution. Like I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna reward myself with like. Mm-hmm. A shamrock shake at the end of it. Yeah. And I read all of the Game of Thrones books, too. You did, all of yeah, them. You did. And joke's on me because <laughs> it wasn't even remotely like it, it towards the end of that show. Yeah. <laughs> joke's on you. Dum dum. Oh, uh, well. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a resolution for, for Game of Thrones at some point. Mm-hmm. He's not dead yet. Don't count them out. They just announced a uh, release date for uh, the House of the Dragon. Oh, I'm sure. It's going to be August. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. This August? Uh, I mean, on HBO? Oh, the show. That shit's already shot. The show. I thought yep. you meant the next book. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a lie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We, we've moved on. <laughs> yeah, we've moved on. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. <laughs> um. After they do finally destroy the ring, they're just like, ugh, it's over. I can't believe it's over. And they, like, run out, and they're literally on a rock surrounded by rivers of liquid hot mm-hmm. magma. Dante's like, Peak style. Yeah. They're just like, okay, mm-hmm. this really is the end. This is really the end. Yeah. We, we, we got to get out some We got to get out some feelings. Yeah. And Sam has his, like, if I ever was to take a wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I ever was to take a wife. I know oh, that's not the line. We're just going to, I mean, we're going to have to pull that entire clip right now. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been her. I can see the shot. Ramulhan River. Back in. Gandalf's fireworks. The lights. The party tree. Rosie Cobb dancing. She had ribbons in her hair. If ever I was to marry someone, it would have been her. It would have been her. Not around. It's such so a it sweet scene. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think it works either way. Great friends, yeah, yeah, lovers, works either way. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, we like to project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like to project. Analogies, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, of course, the, the the eagles come and save them because we got to get them off this, like, mountain somehow. 
I mean, and it's not even like a Deus Ex Machina from the movie. They it's did like, him a solid. They did him the a books. solid back in the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, that's a whole other thing. It's like, well, why didn't the Eagles just help them the whole time? And you know, because the Eagles are just testy. They don't want. They're, I mean, they're not Middle Earth taxis. They're not taxis. They're not here mm-hmm. to just figure your own shit out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll come and swoop them and get them at the very end. And they're crabby. You know the Eagles talk in the books. Yeah, they do talk. They talk. To do they not talk in in the Hobbit live action movies? Mm-mm. Okay, no. I don't remember. No, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they talk in the animated movie, but yeah, not in that, not in the live action. And uh, yeah, they don't talk in this. And so, but it is interesting, like. Gandalf just having these conversations with the Eagles. But I love that that's the kind of, like, fantasy it was. Yeah, like Um, talking to Eagles. (laughs) You know, and the wizards... so cool. uh, The wizards are very kind of cryptic in what their magic can do. And they do a good job in the movies, especially in Fellowship. Yeah. Of, we're just not going to have them do anything. Yeah. Like, there are going to some kind of be rules to all of this. My brother uh, had this theory that like Gandalf's magic had a lot to do with with light. Every time Gandalf used mm-hmm. his magic there was there was light involved, or like sunshine or starlight or something to do with light. Um and it, so it wasn't like physical like manifestations, it was like I mean, light. He goes from Gandalf the gray to, to Gandalf the white. Gandalf the white. And he's got the crystal that he puts in his staff that mm-hmm. like lights their way and even with the even with the trolls, he, like, made a big flash of light to distract them and look over. And then it's, like, then the sun is rising. And so he used a lot of, like, light and shadow to, like, you mm-hmm. know, to, to use his magic. And what about Saruman? Saruman's magic is a little more tricky. He's, like, the leader of the Order of the Wizards. So he has a little bit more mm-hmm. um, magic. But they never really explicitly, you know, state what the extent of his powers are. Um, he doesn't have like lightning coming out of his hands, mm-hmm. like Christopher Lee does in Star Wars. Yeah, no force lightning. Yeah, no force lightning for these mm-hmm. guys. But um, yeah, love the de- love the design of Gandalf in these movies. So fucking cool. Even Gandalf the Gray, the White, either one, they both look awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Powerful Elder Gay. Yes. Yes, yes. Teaching the children. <laughs> that was another thing, you know, watching this and just kind of being um, at that age, just like, okay, this is, uh, you know, this is Ian McKellen. And Ian McKellen is like yeah, an I mean, okay actor now. And, and he had like just done, I mean, like, it's kind of interesting about actors yeah. of that generation, like yeah. Judy Dench. I mean, maybe Helen Mirren's a little younger yeah, than yeah. Judy Dench, but mm-hmm. also her just sort of getting this big following. Yeah. I mean, probably in her 60s. Yeah. And also Ian McKellen didn't get, I mean, I think that a movie like Apt Pupil, and I mean, I hate to say his name, but working with Brian Singer, yeah. did kind of make him mainstream for audiences. Oh, totally. Yeah. X-Men and really just put him on I the think, map. I mean, I think that he also did like X-Men and Lord of the Rings back to back. Yeah. And like an yeah. um, older man was just completely game for it. Yeah. That didn't feel the need to slow down. Like, he just liked the adventure of going to New Zealand to make these crazy movies. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think having a more established actor kind of might have 
taken you out a little bit more. Um, Probably not that Ian McKellen's not established, but I'm saying I don't want to sure. see Sean Connery. You don't want to see Sean Connery. Yeah. And you're very adamant that Sean Connery was probably I don't think it was not Gandalf. being considered for Gandalf. No, I don't think it was Gandalf. I think it was probably Theoden. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Gandalf. Captain from Titanic. Captain, um, <laughs> Captain Smith. Yes. And also I think it just helps to have a classically trained actor to do a role like Gandalf. Yeah. Very theatrical role. Yeah. That kind of lends lends it to that character ah, quite Christopher well. Christopher Lee, him working mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I mean, These also two queens. I mean, Christopher Lee's not gay. I mean, we've talked about. I think it was that. on our Sleepy Hollow episode of Billy that directors like Tim Burton mm-hmm. just grew up with these with a guy like Christopher Lee watching the Hammer horror movies, yeah. and just Christopher Lee was probably always the only. Guy on the casting list, yeah, for Saruman, yeah, yeah for yeah. Peter Jackson, yeah. Like it was probably totally. there was probably no other options. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about the uh, deleted scene or in the extended edition of Gandalf and Saruman. Can't believe they cut it. Just having their like library is open. Mm-hmm. Just like reading is the reading challenge. Yeah, reading challenge. Like, uh, <laughs> Mary and Pippin like hand them. Hand them like their little glasses. Hand them <laughs> their little glasses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to talk about reading? <laughs> yeah, mopping is stealing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, worm tail? No, worm tongue. Yeah. is up there. Oh, I mean, Brad Dorif. Brad Dorif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about like character, like just all the shit that is stolen from this, like. Really, Wormtail? Come on. Sure. Come on. Come on, Joe. We're looking at you. Do, do better than that. Joe Rowling. Do better than Wormtail. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I hope that... Have we passed our point with Ian McKellen that he, he can't win an Oscar? I feel like <laughs> the moment's kind of like passed, oh, no. and it's such a bummer. Oh, no. He could, he could still be in something. He could, I mean, Christopher Plummer Christopher did Plummer, not win yeah. his until his 80s. Yeah. So... Should Ian McKellen have played that role? Maybe. Mm-hmm. A, uh, an actual sure. gay man? Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, yeah. I feel like Ian was truly robbed for the Oscar for for Fellowship. I mean, should have won for James Whale should have in for, Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters. Yeah. He should have two. Yeah. Yeah. True. True that. True that. True that. Yeah. 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 Um, once everything goes down... After, you know, Frodo gets his finger bit off, they get saved by, you know, the eagles. He wakes up in the hospital bed and they have a pillow fight with, you know, Mary I mean, Pippen. it just turns into like the sleepover scene from Greece. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have all that. We have his, his, you know, he's reintroduced to Sam again. I mean, I remember this scene in particular with yeah. a lot of the guys I went to high school with. A lot of that's so gay jokes. Yeah. With this scene in particular. Well, the way Sam walks in the room and he's just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he just has like palpitations, more of the vapors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of, it's very soap opera y. Everything's in slow motion. The last 30 minutes of this movie are in complete slow motion. Yeah. Uh, shot like a music video. Um, and yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see just guys being like, what the shit is this? Like, gay ass. Like scene, um, yeah, they have their little like reunion. Everybody's like, everybody's like making love in the bed. Mm-hmm. Then, 
after like Aragorn gets crowned like King of the North or whatever, then uh, Frodo goes through like his emo phase. Yeah. And that's when he's just like writing poetry and just like writing on his converse and probably Sharpie. listening to like Elliot Smith. Yeah. Elliot Smith and the Cure. Yeah. And just like painting his fingernails <laughs> black and just like can't deal with life back in the Shire anymore. It's like so boring now that he's seen like the ends of the earth. And he decides to go with Bilbo off into like the neither world. Yeah. Okay. So explain. We were having a conversation about what this exactly earlier. this is because I mean I have read these books, I've seen these movies, and I still can't quite wrap my mind around it. So yeah. are they pretty much just going to heaven? Yeah, essentially. They're going to the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's what's the like elven afterlife. What's like the Viking word for that? Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It is called the Undying Lands, mm-hmm. Valinor. And you see the them, land of the Valar. and you see them trekking there in like fellowship, right? Yes, that's where all the elves are going. Like, there's anytime, a mass exodus. Anytime they're just walking through the forest in these movies, they're going to these ships to go to Valinor, to the blessed realms. Yeah, it's the Undying Lands. And the thing is, like in Tolkien's like literal Middle Earth. It's a island mm-hmm. that you can go to, but it's also like mystical Valhalla heaven. And so, you and you can't come back. No, I don't believe you can come back. Yeah, there's, there's like the shadowy seas that prevents people from mm-hmm. crossing into it. Yeah, I remember a study. Now, yeah. do you see it on the map that's included with the book? No, okay. I don't believe so because it's past. Yeah. It's, like, not for us to, like, supposedly those maps are there. Like, because Tolkien has this whole thing about how this these are actual maps. I used to then... love looking at the maps. Oh, I love, the, yeah, I mm-hmm. do, too. I still do. Um, but, yeah, similar to Asgard, similar to Valhalla, mm-hmm. Elysium. Yeah. All of that stuff. Not quite uh, Avalon, but, you know, that kind of thing. At any rate, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not coming back. And we get another final farewell. And Frodo kisses Sam on the forehead. Should have oh. been, been the lips. Should have been the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of crying, you know. But it's, again, it's that thing of that, like, you know, it's like this male, like, platonic mm-hmm. love for e- their friends and their friendship and, and what they've been through and all that. And that just very much mirrors, you know. What they've been to war and, mm-hmm. and back and all that. So, um, but yeah, when you watch it, when you're like a young gay child, you're just like, oh, these boys, mm-hmm. all these boys hugging, kissing, and crying. I love it, but it's so sad. But um, yeah, I mean, we love these movies for lots of reasons, but I think. Um, the story is just something that, like, yeah, it's just a classic story. It's good versus evil. Yeah. It's a good journey. It's a good... They're good war movies, but they're good, like, fantasy. There's, like, there's kind of something in it for everybody. Like, even little gay kids. Like, you don't like war movies. Yeah. You didn't like war movies. You weren't watching, like... Yeah, I don't know. Never really cared for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Give me Shakespeare in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can watch these, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, and there's something very moving about 
how um, sincere and loving, I mean, pretty much all of the men are in this movie. Yeah. That there's a way that when Viggo Mortensen delivers his lines to the fellowship in the first movie that, I don't know. It's like, yeah. you just don't really see that yeah. a lot in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or very, like, tender men. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and... Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. speaking of, like, tender relationships mm-hmm. between men, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to talk about Boromir and Aragorn. And Aragorn. And their big, and their, like, and their big goodbye. Yeah. So good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really, really Better really than well it done. is, better, better than it's written in the book, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think for dramatic purposes, a lot of the scenes in the book, if you go back and read the passages in the book, they're a little bit more, I don't know, not dry, but just kind of like less there in the dialogue mm-hmm. and in the movies they're just a little bit more you know they're just so much more cinematic so yeah. they're just like yeah but again another kiss on the forehead mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah Aragorn and, and Boromir have this antagonistic relationship the whole time they have like a really good like you know goodbye send off scene together um yeah, Legolas and Gimli, you see their relationship mm-hmm. grow even though they're like very opposites they don't like each other at first um so yeah, there's just there's just a lot there for for us as you know as young kids, young gay kids that we're just like okay, I can I can watch this multiple times. Mm-hmm. There's there's enough wigs in here for me to to latch on to. Yeah, I mean, like I said, can't clock a lace front on <laughs> on Orlando. Yeah, the wig the wig work. I like that well we are so familiar with these movies and revisiting them mm-hmm. is that you can tell the days on set where they did not. Uh, they didn't check Orlando for the contacts. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't see, like, his yeah. beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, oh, he's got brown eyes in the scene. Yeah. Sometimes they just forget, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they had a lot I mean, there's on. a lot going on. A lot going on making these yeah. movies. <laughs> That's the last thing on their minds. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, these these movies are on... TBS, TNT, oh, yeah. like all the like time. every week. There's a marathon of all of these movies on TNT all the time. I'm mm-hmm. sure they and even like we were saying, Instagram and Twitter didn't exist when these movies first came out. But I mean, they have still been memes to death. Everybody, you know, like the, some of the earliest shit, like viral internet stuff, was like potatoes. Mm-hmm. You the know? the hobbits are. Hobbits are going to Isengard. Going to Isengard. Yeah. I really like in the... I think that it was... They did a lot of internet material for the making of the Hobbit movies mm-hmm. in Orlando. Like, Orlando did that scene. They're taking the Hobbits twice to God. They're taking the Hobbits twice to God. They're taking the Hobbits twice to God. The Hobbits, 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 the yeah yep yeah so uh they've just kind of become pop culture Mm -hmm. in this way that like they're in like sizzle reels of like classic movies yeah i mean they made it in the afi top 100 yeah like it made it to the i think fellowship cracked the hundred of like the greatest American movies made of, of all time. And I mentioned it earlier that we're in this age of superhero and Marvel. Yeah. And what's great about something like Lord of the Rings is that it does have an ending. 
Yeah. And we're not used to endings <laughs> now yeah. with entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't like it. Yeah. Reboot that shit. Yeah. And, oh, guess what? They're they're doing a Lord of the Rings TV show. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. I'll watch. Of course we'll watch it. <laughs> and I believe the TV show is set in the age of men. Is it sort of like... <laughs> Like Isildur and it's, all that business. Uh, it's the first stage. Yeah, I believe it's the first stage mm-hmm. of Middle Earth. Do you think there'll be any gay characters in this new show? I think they'll have to address it with the elves. Mm-hmm. I think they'll have to address yeah. it with uh, any race that doesn't age or grow old. Mm-hmm. Do they have life? Partners? Why would they just? Why would they just be like? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what's kind of fun about re-examining this material now in, like, a long form mm-hmm. is that you can expand stuff like that. Yeah. And also, like I mentioned at the top of the show, these movies are very white. And yeah. maybe if you tried to colorblind cast some of these roles, it would be kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 We'll see where they go with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Amazon, right? Amazon, Yeah. yeah. They've sunk a lot of money into it. Yeah, but it's taken a long time to get to the screen. Yeah, I feel like we've been reading about it for years now. Yes, yes, absolutely. But um, it's finally coming. So, but yeah, that's that. That should all be really fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, these movies have just become part of culture. Everybody's familiar with it. But if you haven't watched Return of the King in a while, oh yeah, revisit these movies if it's been a hot second. I mean, I am browsing the Noble Collection right now, Pete. (laughs) I mean, uh, I know that Christmas is quite a don't have- quite a ways away, <laughs> but I mean, I might have the Ring of Aragorn. Ah. I really want the Elven brooch. The Elven brooch. The, the Elven leaf. brooch is cool. Yeah, the leaf yeah. that the orc steps on in mm-hmm. the two towers. Um, but they don't have Thranduil's crown I don't from the Hobbit. So. No, Lame. they should though. They should. Um, I feel like when I was picking up my wedding ring, I specifically picked out one that looked like yeah the ring yeah the it has that power. that sort yeah. of like smooth finish to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a beautiful four hundred ninety five dollar chess set. I mean, that you chess really set want is the Sting letter opener? I do. I would love the Sting letter. opener. Oh my gosh, the battling the battle of the wizards. Oh my goodness! It's just like a resin, like <laughs> figurine. Like it's like a giant sculpture. <laughs> oh man! Mm-hmm. Listeners, our wish list for the Noble Collection. Yep. <laughs> Feel free mm-hmm. to check it out. We'll give you our. Uh, we'll give you your address. address. Oh man, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. About I'm glad Lord that I saved this episode for just us because yeah, I do have friends that I can just call and just yeah. Uh, I have a friend, Robin, that knows a lot about the books, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And R- Robin's really good at um, just sort of everything that's off the page yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. is not in there. Yeah. Like, she knows all of the appendices. Yeah. Yeah. I used mm-hmm. to know that stuff a little bit more. I've kind of lost like, a little bit of my... I think it's really fascinating when you knowledge. look at all of the old stuff and, like, what exactly are these wizards? Yeah. Too? It's just like, is Gladiel sort of a contemporary of someone like mm-hmm. Gandalf? Is she that old? She's older. She's no, older. She can't be older. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just these Middle Earth Titans like 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 Barlog. The Balrog, mm-hmm. yeah, the Maiar, all that stuff. Very interesting. But I mean they're 
college courses, their dissertations, thesis, essays, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. deep dives that go into all this stuff. That was the very first article I ever read on Wikipedia was about Lord of the Rings elves. Okay. I was just doing sure. a search on like Lord of the Ring elves and trying to find as much information as I could about them. And that was the very first time I ever went to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this site? This is cool. It has every Oh, oh, I really do have everything. Mm-hmm. And I never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. Before then, I was just going to like Lord of the Rings fan sites. Yeah. To find out information. But yeah. It's all there now. But um, yeah, there's there's so much information. It's like, it's all out there, but you know, it's it's hard to come by. Frodo and Sam, iconic movie couple. <laughs> yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, am I am I the Frodo of my life? I don't know. Maybe I'm more of the maybe I'm more of the Sam. Because uh, I because I do like cooking sausages. Sure. I mean, I guess in our relationship, I would probably be the th- <laughs> I would probably be the Frodo. I would probably be the one to elect to walk that ring all the way <laughs> to like. I mean. How far do you think like Mount Doom is from where we live? Like <sighs> San Francisco, San Francisco. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Far. Yeah, and that's another thing. You can look online and find out how long distance wise it is, like steps wise. We could probably ask Siri how long that walk is from from the Shire to to Mount Doom mm-hmm. and back. There's all that's all somebody's mapped it out. Somebody's done it. Somebody's done the legwork. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let you do that, listeners. But um, it's uh, you know it's probably just about time to to wrap it up and bid the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, adieu. I think so. Fun episode. But yeah, I'm glad that we did it. Kind of like our Star Trek episode, where kind of we, like you know we focused on one thing but mm-hmm. talked about the whole you know franchise almost. Kind of the the gay fandom yeah. of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, this is a Return of the King episode, but yeah, much like our Star Trek episode, we just kind of like brought in everything that we felt mm-hmm. like was was pertinent to our our queer Lord of the Rings uh, interpretation. But uh, but yeah, that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no guests to say goodbye to, but you know, we'll have one soon. Mm-hmm. And until then, I think. It is just about that time. For Patreon shout-outs? Uh, Patreon shout-outs. Yes, indeed. All right. We would like to give a great big shout-out and hello, hey, hello. Hey, hello to Melanie, Christopher, Russ, Esperanza, Nicole, Susan, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emily, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for contributing, everybody. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. Check out all the fun tiers for some awesome stuff. What was the last commentary we did? Batman 89? Batman 89. We yeah. need to do a new one. Yes. I want to do Under one. the Tuscan Sun. I hope it's still streaming. Ooh, that'll be a good commentary mm-hmm. to do. And some fun Another new movie movies. from 03. Yes. Some fun new movies have just uh, been added to Netflix, so we'll check on that. If you guys have any suggestions, patrons, if you have any suggestions for commentary tracks, let us know. Yeah. 
you guys are contributing, so we're mm-hmm. making for you. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll uh, we'll do a commentary for that. But uh, yeah, head over to Patreon.com, check it out. We'd also love for you to rate and review the show. Give us five stars. Give us five stars and write us a review. Mm-hmm. It means a, a lot. Review. Yes, I'm going to read a Helps review with on the show. iTunes tracking mm-hmm. helps the show get out more people to see it we love it we just like having as many reviews as possible so give us a good review mm-hmm. give us five stars give us five stars on um spotify yeah and on apple it's been a while since we've had a review too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying we can read on the air yes indeed and uh give us a follow on all the social media stuff we're on just about everything we are on instagram and facebook at movies that made us gay and on twitter we are at mtmug pod yes indeed you can follow us our personal stuff mm-hmm. uh my name is pete i am at peter lasagna on uh instagram and twitter Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Follow all that good stuff. Well, uh, until next week, everybody, uh, we bid you adieu. Have a great evening. Have a great mm-hmm. weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Two eyes in God. Two eyes in God. Two eyes in God. Two eyes in God.